0: everybody. This is John with Ubaldi Reports. With me is my co-host, Joe Bits. Just to let you know, for those who are listening for the very first time, both Joe and myself have served in the military. Both of us retired from the Marine Corps. I did 30 years with three combat tours to Iraq and, and Afghanistan. Joe did 10 years in the Marines and a combat tour to Iraq. And unfortunately, Joe was wounded in Iraq, and luckily for us, that he came out okay. And on another note, before we get started, I just want to let our listeners know, and for those who are joining from Heroes Media Group, this podcast has been placed on the Heroes Media Group platform. And Heroes Media Group is a veteran-owned company, so it's owned by a veteran And he helps support other veterans on their podcast and first responders between police and fire. So it's a privilege to be on the Heroes Media Group. So before I get started for myself and we talk about our topic for today, let me introduce the great Joe Bitts. Hey, John, what's going on? Hey, everything's going good, Joe. Yeah, so your day, how is it? Yeah, it was. I worked. I mean, yeah. got off work about. I actually got off work at four, which is usually odd. Usually, I work in another half hour afterwards. Well It's today
1: was the last day before I so I get a little bit of a ten day break, and then just hang out with the kids and go to Universal. And Universal got is packed this week and next week.
0: I'm sure because you got spring break.
1: Yes, well, spring break for one. It's actually kind of, I guess it's not really funny, but you'll get like an influx of Disney and uh, Universal. I think it's like maybe like their overflow, but foreigners. You get people from other countries, Spain, Brazil, and I think that probably was very limited this year due to COVID, don't you think?
0: Yeah, I would think so. I don't know what the requirements are to fly. But that's just it. Okay, in order for
1: you to go somewhere, your country of origin, you need to take a COVID test there and then possibly wait 14 days to. Quarantine when you get to your destination. So, if you wanted to go to say across overseas for a week, you are actually spending three weeks because you got to quarantine in a at a room for fourteen days. So, yeah. but not so much
0: for our immigrants yeah. uh, coming over from uh, Mexico. A lot of the immigrants are coming in from. The southern part of, or the Central America, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, El Salvador. That's where they're coming from. And it's interesting, when Trump became president, it was fits and starts. There was uh, migration waves in, I think, 2018, 2019, and he finally settled it down. Yeah. One of the big things he did is he put a wall up, which is very controversial. Now, did that really? Did that actually slow down? Um... It depends who you talk to. Some say it did. Some say it didn't. But what it did, he put a wall up. He he told those who were seeking asylum, you can come to this country, but you're going to wait in Mexico till your asylum hearing is been adjudicated. So then he let the put the word out that we're not going to walk We're not going to just allow illegals to come streaming across our border now. Throughout the presidential campaign, or at least I would say starting in 2019. Remember when the first debate, one of the, the moderator had asked all the candidates, "In your health care plan, do you plan on providing health care to illegal immigrants?" And everyone raised their hand. So that set the stage for where we're at right now. And then during the 2020. As they were as he became the official nominee, he kept saying, I'm going to change the immigration policies that Trump put in. But then in December, he was trying to walk it back. Don't come now. Come later. We'll let you know. But the die has been cast.
1: Yeah. And guess what? They, they came.
0: They're coming. And now you have I can't think of her name right off hand, but she is in charge of the southern border from the Biden administration. And she even she admitted it, I don't know, reluctantly, but she admitted it that The policies of President Biden contributed to this because now some of the immigrants or illegals that they've been interviewing think they get a a warmer welcome here.
1: Did you see the T-shirts
0: that they were wearing? Yeah, it says Biden. uh,
1: Let us in. Let us
0: in. But he had set the stage, (laughs) even said we're going to provide amnesty for the 11 million who are currently here. And there's some saying that it's more than that. So. When you hear this, and then the other countries are saying, "The heck with it! If America if America doesn't care, we're not going to care, and we're going to allow them to go." Yeah. So now the other thing he said is, "We're going to give billions of dollars to those countries in Central America," but is giving them more money without anything for those countries to do. Now I was talking with at work. It was an individual who's from Mexico. He's here legally. I think he was born here, but he's, he's an American citizen. But we were talking about this because I told him I do a podcast and I do a radio show. And one of the things that we were talking about is immigration is being a, a big issue. But yeah. one of the things that I said with regard to immigration is Harold Ford is a retired congressman from Tennessee. He was on a special report with Brett Baer, and they have something called the Fox All-Stars. And he was one of the panelists. And he said one of the things that both sides fail to not understand is we got to secure our border. we got to secure our border. we got to prevent illegals from coming in. But at the same time, the real problem is in their home country. Hmm. We need to fix their home country. Now, the question becomes is how do you do that? One of the problems, let's say you take Central America. They don't have the institutions that we have, meaning they don't have an independent presidency from the legislature. The president decides everything. The legislature is very weak. They don't have an independent judiciary that would rule against the president. Hmm. They don't have the basic institution of the rule of law. Like in America, this goes all the way back to the founding, and this was set up by Alexander Hamilton is, as one of the founders, is we look at property rights as the same vein as we look at individual rights. Property rights is a, a fundamental aspect of the U.S. Constitution and the fundamental aspect of American yeah. life. Like you have a home. This home is your home. The government can't come in and dictate a lot of things which you do with your home. So we look at property rights as the same way we look at individual rights. That's not the same down in these countries. They got massive corruptions not just in the legislature the presidencies but also in the law enforcement. We don't have that here.
1: Okay, I got a question. And I've always thought about this for a while. What if we just made a Mexico a state? What if we just said, "Hey Mexico, you're not part of the US I mean, now." That's, actually, one, what is stopping that? And two, what happens there?
0: That's a good question. I don't know what the, actually how that would actually transpire because you're taking a sovereign country where there's not a lot of Americans there. The last two states that came in and some of it was political yeah was Alaska and Hawaii. They had to balance each other out. Mm. So I just don't see that. And there's not a lot of you had a lot of Americans living in Hawaii because we had a naval base there. Yeah. And you had a lot of Americans living in Alaska. I don't know how many Americans are actually living. We got some Americans, but not to the degree we can make it. a. City.
1: So we have some family friends and uh, we have some family friends and they actually have a house in Cabo San Lucas or wh- however you pronounce it. And it's almost because i live in a subdivision you you see it all the time it looks exactly like that but it's in mexico and i have some friends one is he's a cuban i believe he's a cuban refugee and the other he's his wife is mexican and to stretch your dollar you would want to go to mexico and mexico i think maybe gets like a bad rap because cartel for one and you know there's a lot of drugs and i guess there's very little or low regu- regulation so there is a possibility of you getting snatched up maybe ask you some more questions cuz were in california so you probably mexico is not that far from-
0: see that's the that's a good it's a question but it's a little different to answer i mean when i was in california when i lived there my whole life a lot of the immigrants or illegals who come from They come from Latin America, I mean, Central America, but a lot of them come from Mexico. Now that I live in Florida, you get different immigrants. They're coming from Puerto Rico, Cuba. Like, I work at Chick fil A. Okay, this, I got to get, make, pay the bills. I get this podcast off the ground. But I work at Chick fil A. I have someone who's from Puerto Rico. I have someone from Mexico. I have another person from Venezuela. I have another person. The kitchen manager is from Ecuador. So they're all coming from in Florida. Mm-hmm. They come from the Caribbean Basin. And I would consider the Caribbean Basin also Venezuela. Yeah. You get a lot of Colombians. And that played a factor in the uh, 2020 and also the 2018 gubernatorial race where you had a lot of Puerto Ricans, Colombians, and Venezuelans voted for Ron DeSantis because they didn't want socialism in united states they left that why would they want to embrace it here yeah but going back to the original thing the policies that joe biden has instituted has created a problem and it's only the situation's only going to get worse because we're at march as it warms up you're going to see more and more individuals come now you're seeing unaccompanied minors Mm -hmm. who are coming we had very little before now we're seeing it by the thousands. So the facilities that the media and the Democrats railed against Trump are now reopened and they the names have changed into something more palatable. This is just a reception center. Mm-hmm. But see, this goes back to Congress, the failure of Congress to enact a comprehensive legislative reform as it pertains to immigration.
1: Now, also under the Biden's guidelines, they're holding the they're, when the people when the when they come over to the border, they're are held into these uh, detainment centers or these
0: reception centers. Okay,
1: reception centers. But they're also being held in these reception centers. Thirty eight percent over the law required. Correct. They're so they're actually breaking the law holding on to these people.
0: And then they only hold them for seventy two hours and they just it's basically back to catch and release. We'll catch you we'll catch you, we'll release you, but you gotta report back when your hearing is getting adjudicated, they never show up.
1: Okay, but also, let's take this in consideration. We are still in the middle of a pa- or We're middle we're coming
0: out of the pandemic. Yeah, we're coming out
1: of a pandemic, but still 200 of those immigrants that were tested, not everybody. Well, that was
0: in Brownsville, Texas, yes. and the state and the local municipalities, they don't have the authority to hold them. Yeah. So they had no choice but to release them, and they released them, and they could end up... Anywhere. They go on a bus. Yeah. They're not. They're being exposed and everybody on that bus and they're getting out.
1: And they're COVID positive. They're COVID positive. And there's zero and it's a, OK. So you have the Biden administration insulting Texas. The Texas governor saying it's Neanderthal Neanderthal thinking of take making not having them wear masks. Yet he is solely responsible for letting 200 COVID positive immigrants into that state. So let's yeah, see.
0: The problem is. The Democrats and Joe Biden are so fixated of doing the opposite of what Joe, Biden, what Donald Trump did. I remember in 2008 when President Obama won the presidency over John McCain. I would, I was at a Rotary Club meeting and I was speaking, and one of the members asked me, "So, what would you advise President Obama to do, or President-elect Obama?" And I said, "Is don't repudiate what your predecessor did." Pick and choose on a case-by-case basis. Well, what Joe Biden is doing, he's throwing that out the door. He doesn't want anything to do with what Trump did on immigration, so he's going to get rid of it. Now he's caught between a rock and a hard place. You're saying at one point, don't come until we're ready. What does that mean? But you set the stage for all these people because they believe, like that T-shirt said, Joe Biden, let us in. Yes. So you've set the stage for this crisis and it's only going to get worse before it gets better
1: and then let's go in maybe to the verbiage of what's going on it's a crisis
0: it is a full-blown crisis
1: hands down even to the point where cnn is calling it a crisis but yet when you're talking to the white house for whatever reason they're not labeling it they don't want to put a name on it and they're calling it a challenge and it's just really
0: but here's the point when they said it was a challenge and not a crisis, again, we keep saying this goes back to Joe Biden, but he's gotten the progressive wing who wants just like open borders. Anybody who wants to come here should be able to come here. Now, one of the reasons they're applying for asylum because of crime and drug use and all the other problems in their country, that's not really being persecuted because you have, there's many countries around the world that have crime rates. We can't open it up to that to everybody. But it's just the message that Joe Biden is sending. The door is open. You come here, you can stay. That's why more and more people are coming. But they rail. it's funny that they railed against Trump, but you're making it worse. Mm. You're empowering the cartels. You're empowering the smugglers to, to exploit these people.
1: Yeah, but also, so California and their bill, they, their stimulus is gonna give, um.
0: Well, it's a 7.9 billion stimulus bill and they're gonna give six, I think $600 checks to everybody, including illegal immigrants.
1: Okay, and where's that money gonna go? It's gonna go right back to Mexico. And And that's where, is that in a sense what we're doing? Are we just inadvertently just maybe funding? Mexico with the money that, you know, these immigrants come in, if they want to make sure their family's taken care of. A dollar in Mexico goes a hell of a lot farther than it does in the U.S.
0: Well, but see, this goes back to the problem. Mexico's outside of oil, their second revenue, largest revenue source is re money that comes from families in the United States that send back to Mexico. So what incentive does Mexico have to fix their problem? Don't- what incentive does Mexico have? to clean up its legal system, its property rights, and all these other things that we're so accustomed to, what's their incentive?
1: And that's why I think it would be best to acquire it as an additional space or an addition for the United States because, you know, we have that land and we have that opportunity. And then basically we're going to do – there are thousands of people trying to come over across this border every day. So why not just say, hey, guess what? You're an
0: American now. But what they could do better is to fix their country. Now, let's look at Mexico. I wrote an article about this a couple of years ago. Let's look okay let, again, let's look at Mexico. Mexico sits between South America and the United States to the north, yeah, the wealthiest country on the planet is America. They have a moderate temperate zone. They have two coasts, the Pacific coast and the Caribbean coast. Mm-hmm. They have great land, yeah, great abundance of agricultural products and things like that, but they're they're a basket case
1: yeah the uh, the tequila alone John. If you want Ubalde tequila, we can go down there. We can buy one of those.
0: But the thing is, this goes back to the Democrats. Why don't you just admit you want open borders? Because that's basically what you're pushing. And there was an accident in California, I think a week ago, where 13 people died. And what it was, and they found out, they paid the the cartels or the smugglers 10, all this money to come here. They packed in 23 people into an SUV. I didn't know 23 people could fit into a nephew. Session. So they
1: weren't working. They were, I thought they were workers, actually. I didn't. Now, if
0: one of the reports came back. They were from Mexico. And they, they weren't were- here legally. So what is going to happen? Are we going to wait until an accident happens on our highways? where one of these vehicles slams into an, to a family, hmm. and then we're going to say, I'm sorry. Yeah, there's
1: definitely there's gonna be blood on someone's hands when it comes to it comes to that. But it's just, oh, sorry about your, you know, sorry but about see, your the, luck.
0: But see, my thing is this: our go- our government in Washington is dysfunctional. We have presidents push out executive orders. But we don't have the lo- The legislature should be embarrassed that they've abdicated their legislative duties to the executive. Party. That's not how our system of government works.
1: You hear about the most recent executive order that was signed today? Which one was that? That you can now get your transgender surgery if you are in the military.
0: Yeah, that's brilliant.
1: <laughs> but going more back to immigration. So I I, I want to be maybe honest and forth, right? I don't ha- as long as it's done. I don't have a problem with People, I think a a, a big stigma is that if you don't support immigration or open borders, you're You're a racist. Yeah, you're racist, and that's not that's not the case. Do what everybody had was everybody somehow made their way over into this country, and it has to be done because I I honestly believe everybody needs to pay their fair share of taxes. If I'm paying it, everybody else got to. And I don't. Aren't those people working almost tax free?
0: Yeah, but here's the point. What do you tell somebody who's from Bangladesh or India or China or Korea or any other country? They got to go to the consulate or an embassy, mm-hmm. fill out the proper p- and wait their turn to come to the United States. There has but, to
1: be an the, easier way. To... Yeah,
0: but I got it. They need to. Sh- that's where Congress needs to fix the broken immigration system. Mm-hmm. But they're not doing it. They demonize either side. But the point is, what do you tell somebody in another country? who wants to come to the United States you got to wait your turn oh by the way this group of people because they border the United States they can enter in with impunity and they get illegal they get amnesty to become in the pathway to citizenship it's just the same thing with daca the first action child arrival program all these things were done by executive order but nothing gets fixed it just puts a Band-Aid on a broken system that's just going to pop at one point
1: Going back a little bit to... Crap, I just had it in my head. We're just going back to immigration. No, just... I think it's all about taxes. Okay, so we have Democrats, and they want open borders, and they want... Is it just to pad their numbers for when it comes to voting because it tends to... Is it maybe... Foreigners in general, immigrants or Hispanics tend to be side more on the Democratic side. They
0: side more to the Democrats. That's starting to change a little bit. But the fact of the matter, Democrats want them to come over. And then there's some states, California being one, at some of the local levels, they're allowing non-Americans to vote. Yes. so to me it's all about getting numbers to vote if you've helped this group come in they're gonna vote democratic especially with that HR1 HR1 that passed the house it's on to the Senate yeah this federalizes the election
1: yeah and they won't do any they don't check any IDs and they're gonna let yeah. whoever they
0: want vote no no there's a the point they won't check IDs you can't get on a plane without an ID mm-hmm. you can't cash a check. Without an ID You can't go into A lot of the federal buildings Some places Without an ID But yet you can vote And they said If someone is not eligible To vote They can opt out Okay What penalty is there For someone who's not eligible To vote Who voted
1: Yeah But also with the uh, This HR1 Can't they just They're more than likely To be able to register That day Yeah
0: The other thing they changed You can register that day They liberalized everything And what it does Is guarantees This group Will forever be voted in. Yeah.
1: And uh, what's the solution here? How do how other than making their country better?
0: The solution is Congress needs to do a comprehensive immigration reform where you take the you stream not streamline you modernize the immigration system, get rid of all the friggin' crap that's in it, and fix it. Yeah. This takes a bipartisan approach and put your egos and your political partisan crap at the door but that's never going to happen every time they did like in 2006 or seven they were doing immigration reform they almost had it but one person one senator through and everybody knew for he was reading off the five by eight cards that was barack obama he put a monkey wrench into the comprehensive immigration reform and he was one of the key architects that that didn't go through why would he do that Because he was looking at at it from a political perspective instead of what's right. And if they really want to help these individuals coming in, they would fix the immigration system. They would have people do it the right way. And they would challenge these countries' leaders, do the right thing. Otherwise, you're not going to get any money from us. So let's
1: go back a little bit into the kids in cages kind of thing like that. Because people probably don't understand this, but it is the law that when you come over that the – Children are separated from the parents.
0: Tom Homan, who was the former, I think, a he- Homeland Security director or Immigration director, he said that he got into a, the face of in a hearing. It was very contentious, and I think it was one of these progressive. He goes, "What do you think happens when Joe Bitts commits a crime and he has his kids in his car? Yeah, the police will separate the children from the parent. That's what happened here." When they cross the border illegally, they're breaking the law. So by the law that's set up by Congress that you don't want to do anything, we separate the parent from the child. It's simple as that. Why
1: don't you go ahead and tell them how they can find us.
0: can find us by going to Ubaldi Reports. At gmail.com, that's UbaldiReports at gmail.com. You can go to Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, type in Ubaldi Reports. If you go to Facebook, you can go to Ubaldi Reports group, and you can check us out there. But just to let you all know, we're being hosted by... Me, Heroes Media Group, we've been hosted by Heroes Media Group, which is a veteran-owned business that placed our podcast on their their platform with every other 30 about 30 other podcasts. They're either military, first responders, police fire and the like. So we're trying to get out to a bigger, broader audience, and then on in April. Around the 3rd, we're going to do a soft launch, which is we're going to live stream this podcast on all our social media accounts. And then around the 8th, we're going to do an official launch. where We're going to also do a vlog as well. So you get to see us who we are, but then we get to do that. We get to take questions from you. And then Joe has something else we're going to be doing in April.
1: Yeah, we're going to have our Patreon starting up in April. Probably working on some two tiers, one very low, one very high. And it's, you get Quite a deal on both of them. One of them, actually on both of them, you're going to get an extra show. Uh, Ubaldi reports, declassified. And it's just, you're going to really get to hear our honest, open opinion, uncensored. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be fun. It's just going to be John and I just kind of marining out a little bit about what we maybe really think about what's going on. But with a lot of cursing behind it so it's just something you guys can to consider and just keep an eye out for that we will be sending messages to instagram and facebook when that is out and then in the meantime we enjoy you guys listening and we will talk
0: to you soon keep listening to eubaldi reports till next time keep listening to eubaldi reports